all generations shall call me blessed, for he who is mighty hath done great things for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This prophecy of our Blessed Lady, all generations shall call me blessed, is wondrously fulfilled in every nation on earth. Here in Ireland, of course, we have, are blessed with the manifestation of the Mother of God at Knock on August 21st, 1879. Manifestations of the Mother of God. We have behind our altar the painting of the Virgin of Guadalupe, the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, the Virgin of the Apocalypse. And on the doors of our tabernacle we have the Virgin of the Annunciation receiving the greeting of the Archangel Gabriel and giving her consent. Behold the handmaid of the Lord be it done unto me according to thy word. And coming from Crete, the island of Crete, and then from Rome, we have the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Succor. And in the windows, in the outside oratory, Coming from Holland, from Amsterdam, we have the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Coronation of Our Lady, and then the depiction of Our Lady as Mediatrix of all graces. And today, we took out and placed in the outside oratory the image of the Mother of God of Jasna Gura, of Częstochowa, the Queen of Poland, whose feast we celebrate today. The origins of the image of Our Lady of Częstochowa are lost in the mists of time. There is an ancient tradition that says the original image would have been painted by none other than St. Luke the Evangelist, who was, again, according to tradition, an iconographer. And this, of course, is said of many ancient icons venerated in the Church. The meaning of the tradition is that these models would have been, uh, in some way, reproductions of some original image of the Mother of God, painted by the evangelist St. Luke. Now, this tradition is based in part on the fact that St. Luke was an artist painting with words in his Gospel. St. Luke gives us such vivid images in his gospel, and notably vivid images of our Blessed Lady. And so it would seem that St. Luke had 
an artistic sensibility, some kind of artistic gift. And so we uh, revere that tradition uh, by which uh, it is piously believed that St. Luke uh, left the church, bequeathed to the church an image of the Mother of God. Now the image of the Mother of God that we venerate and indeed celebrate today was, as you know, subjected to uh, insult and indeed to injury by the uh, invading heretics who went so far as to uh, cut the face of the Mother of God with a sword. And so you see the marks on the face of the icon which are there to this day. Our Lady uh, chose to uh, be depicted as one wounded, wounded uh, by our sins. And her face is wounded. Uh, this means that Our Lady shows on her face all of the sins and offenses that wound her heart sins and offenses uh, directed against her son. Uh, whatsoever wounds the heart of Jesus wounds the heart of Mary. And so we read on the face of Our Lady of Chenstohova uh, the wounds inflicted on the heart of her son. The mother of God of Chenstohova is uh, venerated, acclaimed as Queen of Poland. Poland is the only nation that has, by an official national act, declared the Blessed Virgin Mary Queen. So in other nations, for instance, we pray to our Blessed Lady as Queen of Ireland, but there has been no official act uh, by which the Blessed Virgin Mary was publicly and forever proclaimed Queen of Ireland. It's, it's a devotional title that we give her here. But in Poland it's quite different. It was by a public, binding, national act that the Mother of God was declared Queen of Poland. And this is reflected in the collect that is given us in today's Mass. Deus, qui ad defensionem populi polonici, in beatissima Virgine Maria, mirabile auxilium constituisti. O God, for who, for the defense of the Polish people, hast constituted the Blessed Virgin Mary an admirable defense, auxilium, help, succor, defense, protection. Concede propitius, mercifully grant, ut eadem matre et regina nostra intercedente, that with this same our mother and queen interceding, Mary both mother and queen, uh, et religionis integritas et patrie securitas in desinenter consistat. Uh, we may uh, 
indefectibly uh, remain steadfast, Poland may remain indefectibly steadfast in uh, the integrity of her religion and in the security of the homeland. It's, it's a very powerful prayer asking for two things. That the integrity of the Catholic faith be remain untouched and that the homeland be kept secure. When one considers this prayer and then one goes as the brothers did uh, and as I witnessed with them uh, not even uh, ten days ago the vitality of the Catholic faith in Poland and the extraordinary devotion of multitudes of the faithful of all ages uh, to the mother of God uh, we were caught in a uh, we, a pressing um, sea of humanity that went up the avenue towards the basilica of Yasna Gura and when we entered uh, we were we were compressed in this mass of people and, and pushed forward before the sacred image. And, and the crowd was such that we didn't have more than a minute before the sacred image because everyone wanted to pass before the sacred image, which is, as you know, uh, covered with a, uh, an outer uh, covering of gold and jewels and magnificently crowned. And everyone wanted to catch a glimpse of their mother and their queen. Now in England, when Her Majesty the Queen makes a public appearance, people are very eager to catch a glimpse of the queen. And everyone is happy to say, I saw the queen. But this is nothing, nothing, in comparison to the devotion of the Polish people who want to catch a glimpse of their mother and their queen. And it was for us a very special grace to be swept along in this procession of faithful Catholics who wanted only to pass before the image of their mother and their queen, confident of thereby receiving her blessing. This experience uh, of ours is one that we shall not soon, or I think ever, forget. And I know that uh, for each of the brothers, the nine days of walking to Częstochowa, a real pilgrimage was uh, an occasion of grace. I know that Brother Cashin told me that he made of every step a prayer. And I'm sure that the same is true of Don Finian and Don Elijah. That's, that's what a pilgrimage is. It's making of every step a prayer. And if the step is made painful by blisters and sore muscles... The prayer is all the more effective, I think, uh, because there is that element of a sacrifice willingly accepted uh, and offered to God. And so today we are keeping this feast 
of Mary, mother and queen of Poland, knowing all the while that she would be mother and queen of every nation on earth. I think of Our Lady of Walsingham. I think of Our Lady in all her shrines in France, of Our Lady in all her shrines in Italy, not to speak of Greece, and Bulgaria, and Ukraine, and Russia. There is not a place on earth where Mary is not recognized, fulfilling her own prophecy, Behold, all generations shall call me blessed. In the face of this, however, I think we have to, again, and in response to the beautiful gospel given us from the 19th chapter of St. John, say to Our Lady, in a deeply personal way, be thou mother and queen over my heart and in my life. The gospel given us is that of Jesus saying from the cross, woman, behold thy son, and then to St. John, the cherished friend of Jesus' heart, behold thy mother. And St. John himself, speaking of himself, says, and from that hour, the disciple took her into all that was his own. The Latin text is very evocative. Um, it says, not that he took her into his home, which of course is true, et ex illa ora, and from that hour, accepit eam discipulus, the disciple took her in sua, in sua. It means into all that was his own. That's a very beautiful description of total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary, even as explained by St. Louis Guignon de Montfort. Uh, total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary is when a soul says to Our Lady, I take thee, my queen and my mother, into all that is my own. This means that one keeps no secrets from Our Lady, that there are no reserved spaces or places, no cupboards, no presses, no locked boxes, no place in one's life from which Mary is excluded. This is a very powerful thing. To say to Our Lady, my life is completely open to thy presence, and to thy action. I reserve nothing for myself. I close no doors. I draw no shades. I close no curtains. My life, my heart, my whole being is open to thy presence and to thy action. And this is what total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary means. And when we do this, Our Lady honors our request. She does enter in and make her home with us. And there is no sweeter joy on earth than life shared with the Blessed Virgin Mary. There was 
in the fifteenth century, fifteen hundreds, rather sixteenth century, I think, uh, a Carmelite mystic. She belonged to the third order of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and her name was Marie Therese Petit. She was Belgian, and her spiritual father was a Carmelite named Michael of St. Augustine. And this Mary of St. Teresa, Marie de St. Therese, had the special grace of living at every moment and in all circumstances consciously in the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her life was a life with Mary and in Mary. And she wrote very beautifully of her experience. And her spiritual father, Michael of St. Augustine, wrote of it. And this grace of living with Mary uh, is not, uh, it's very suitable, of course, for Carmelites who belong to Mary's order in a particular way. But it is something that is rooted in the gospel of this Mass. That is to say that all Christians are invited to make their life with Mary. You know, when a man proposes to a woman, he proposes marriage, he generally says something like, I want to make my life with you. That's what a man says when he proposes. You know, I want to make my life with you. We monks have necessarily, if we're going to be happy as monks, we have necessarily to say to the Blessed Virgin Mary, I want to make my life with thee. I, I know of no monk who has persevered in his vocation happily, who has not made a total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And, on the other hand, I know of no monk who has not suffered every manner of difficulty and in the end lost his vocation who has refused to let Mary into all of his life. It's a very striking thing that those who say to Our Lady I want to make my life with thee, persevere and persevere happily. And those who want to keep Our Lady safely in a distant niche or somehow remote or behind a door, I'll, I'll pray to thee, I will honor thee, but don't come too close. That always uh, leads to some kind of uh, dramatic spiritual crisis. Of course, Our Lady is always ready. She, she is the mother of perpetual succor, which means that uh, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, she is the mother who is perpetually available, ready to act. We have only to call on her name, to say Mary, and she's ready. <laughs>
So I think that today's feast of the Queen of Poland is an incentive to renew each of us our total consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary by saying to her, I want to make my life with thee, O thou my mother and my queen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.